Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Yes, Merry Christmas. My name is Mike, one of the pastors here, and so glad you could join us on this fourth Sunday of Advent, uh, commonly called Christmas Sunday, because as we mentioned, it's the Sunday before Christmas. Yeah. How did that happen? Oh, but also, uh, happy Vestember. This is the fourth Sunday of Vestember. And last week, I had mentioned that nobody was really doing that, but I would like to have all the uh, vested folks just stand up really quick and let's recognize you. If you have a vest on, look at you guys. Look, there's many. We're starting a movement, a trend. God bless you. And uh, thanks for humoring me. It's fun. And uh, just that that's the joy of it is doing fun things, especially around Christmas time. And, and it has been fun uh, with our rendition of Dickens' A Christmas Carol a year later. Our creative team uh, crafted this from the original fictional story where Scrooge, a very lonely, self-focused man, was visited by three spirits in hopes to get him to embrace the hope of Christmas. Because Christmas, the birth of Jesus, the Christ, is all about hope. The hope of love, the hope of joy, the hope of peace, and in all this, the hope of belonging. Because seeking connection with Christ Jesus brings on belonging, and, and that's something to hope for. As there tends to be much in life that tends to separate us, isolate us, and push us away, and yet even as seen in the account of the wise men visiting Jesus in Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to 21, we see truths about belonging found in Jesus. But before we get into our, our Bible study this morning, I'd like to right now go ahead and dismiss our uh, kids, preschool to sixth grade, and our students, junior and senior high, off to their time in God's word. You can get up and go now. And in that, while that's happening, I'm asking one of our wise men of our church, uh, Steve Ellis, one of our elders, he's gonna come and he's gonna read our scripture this morning. So if you wouldn't mind taking your Bible, opening up to Matthew chapter two, we'll be reading for verses one to 12. Go ahead and stand if you would. Let's all stand as God's word is being read. Thank you, Mike. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard it, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And gathering together the chief priests and scribes of the people, he began to inquire of them where the Christ was to be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the Magi and ascertained from them the time the child had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, make careful search for the child, and when you have found him, report to me, 
that I may too come and worship him. And having heard the king, they went their way. And lo, the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over where the child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And they came into the house and saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. And having been warned by God in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. Amen. Stay standing for prayer. Father God, thank you for bringing us here this morning. Thanks for this fun Sunday before Christmas, before the day that we celebrate your birth. Lord, we're excited about that opportunity and all it means to us. Lord, you coming down in the tininess of a baby, living among us and saving us from our sins and guiding us and loving us, all of that, God. May we this morning, as we take a look at this very familiar story of the Magi, the wise men coming to visit Jesus, may we learn something. God, help us to gain something today, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat and encourage you to take out of the uh, worship folder that you have here. Turn it over to the outline. Those of you who are online, you can find this either through the QR code or through our website or just grab a piece of paper and you can write down some notes and encourage you with that. Also encourage you that in the lobby area and it's available online as well is our study guide inside here. Are there some, uh, all the answers to the fill in the blanks, but also some great questions to ponder as you go about this. Many of our life groups, they're kind of taking a break right now, but many of the life groups use these. You can use it for personal study and encourage you to pick that up and enjoy going through that. Our hope is that you would take this time in God's word as a kind of a launch pad for you to use to be able to study God's word throughout the week. Take some of these verses, look them up, explore God's word. And the more, if we can help in any way, our website, certainly you can contact us, but our website also has a lot of help there. There's a section called Revive. And in that section, there's a number of publications and things written. There's also a connection to our podcast, which we do each week. And it's kind of a fun, sometimes it's a little bit of a tangent, but yeah, it's a great time to explore God's word together. Well, this story comes from the Bible book of Matthew. Uh, Matthew was written by Matthew the Apostle. Uh, he has an interesting story of, a li- of life change and belonging, a, a bit like Scrooge. Uh, Matthew was a tax collector, uh, despised by most everyone who he collected taxes from. See, tax collectors in the ancient times could add their own fees to their taxes. Uh, Some blatantly ripped off people. Uh, Some just got used to taking more and grew numb to the difficulty it caused. And with the backing of the military, it was harshly mandated. And so it made sense that tax collectors were hated and despised and avoided. And what made Matthew so loathed was he was a Hebrew and taxing his fellow Jews. It was betrayal and actually against God's law of community and belonging. And in this, Matthew didn't fit in. Uh, He he was not a Gentile, in other words, a non-Jew, so no belonging there. And sure, some of his fellow tax collector colleagues uh, and those who tolerated him for his money, but no real home-type belonging, and most certainly excluded by his fellow Jews. I love the way the, uh, the TV series, The Chosen, has portrayed Matthew, 
an odd guy uh, who was different. And, and, when, and when Jesus in the, in the chosen series calls Matthew from his tax collecting booth, Peter in there says, Jesus, don't you know who this guy is? He's um, different. And I love the phrase, Jesus replies, get used to different. See, because of Jesus, Matthew found belonging. For seeking connection with Christ Jesus brings on belonging. We humans are in a similar state due to our unfortunate condition. We're not born into a connection with God. Actually, it's quite the opposite. There's a chasm, a uh, enmity, a, a distance between us and God. We're naturally isolated and separated from God. And, and all through the Bible, the, the book that Scrooge was uh, wielding, uh, it reveals the unfor- our unfortunate condition. This condition even affects our own relationships with other people. And yet Jesus came to give us hope, hope and belonging This is really an underlining theme if you kind of read through the Bible book of Matthew. And I'm wondering, it's because he felt that unseparated or that separated feeling, uh, but it can be seen all through his gospel. And even in this account of the wise men seeking this one called King of the Jews in Matthew chapter two, verses one to 12. And in this passage, Matthew brings out four truths about belonging found in Jesus. For seeking connection with Christ Jesus brings on belonging. So hopefully you have your notes there. You can jot down some notes. This first truth about belonging is found in Jesus is Jesus is Messiah King. Take your Bible if you haven't already done so and open up to the Bible book of Matthew chapter two. Look at verses one and two. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and we have come to worship him. Now, Herod was an appointed king. He didn't get a kingly line from his birth. He was appointed king who was not a nice guy. Now, we'll we'll talk about him in a moment, but these wise men were a group of learned people who had expertise in many areas of life, finance, governance, economics, astronomy, uh, agriculture, uh, meteorology, uh, irrigation, religion, governance, architecture, technology of the day, and and how to run a city and more. Every kingdom needed and had people from this group. They needed that to thrive. These people were kingmakers, men of great wisdom. Actually, you know of one of them, if you've read your Bible much, Daniel, from the Bible book of Daniel, was part of these learned men, these wise men. They had most likely studied much of the first five books of the Bible and a lot of what the prophets had said that had been written down. For many, there are many foretellings or prophecies of Messiah, of this one king of the Jews, this one prophet, priest, and king that would come, that we know to be Jesus, even down to where he was born. Actually, they're saying if, if we were to take all of the prophecies of Jesus, some 300 of his, all of his life, and, and lay them out, it would be almost mathematically impossible for someone to actually try to do them all. It's really hard when you're a little infant or not even born yet to, to be born in a certain place. And so it's miraculous 
how these prophecies came to be. All of them fulfilled in Jesus. Numbers 24, verse 17, a star shall come. Maybe that's the star that the, 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 the magi, the wise men followed. But out of Jacob, and you can read about his genealogy in the first part of Matthew, but Jesus' genealogy, endless Jacob. He came out of the line of Jacob. Miraculous. Isaiah 7, 14, here it is, the miraculous reality, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. There never has been, nor there never will be a virgin birth. Uh, Micah 5, 2, Bethlehem Ephrata, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you have come from me one who is ruler over Israel. That's where Jesus was born. And all these and more point to God sending his son Jesus, who is prophet, priest, and king, Messiah, the Christ. Prophet in that he speaks for God. Priest connecting us to God. King leading people to live life God's way. This is and has been and was Messiah King's role. And we know him to be Jesus. That's his task, connecting us to God, creating an opportunity for us to have belonging. And how we have this belonging is to to open this gift of salvation. See, the, the reality is that humankind has a condition. It's part of our DNA. We are born completely separate from God. We have a, a, a distance between us. And there's no way for us to create the bridge to get to God. We can't humanly do that because we're sinful. The Bible says all of sin and fallen sorrow of the glory of God and God is perfect. And so there's no way sinful man can get to perfect God. We need someone to help us. That's why we need a savior. And that's what Jesus did, squeezing himself in the tiniest of a human being, uh, living life, showing us how to relate to God and teaching us about God. And then eventually walking to the cross where he was strung out, all the sin of the world was dumped on him and he paid the sacrifice paying the debt of our sin, which is death. And we know that that's true because on the third day after he died, he rose from the grave saying, yes, I am savior. And how we, we, we benefit from that is by opening the gift of salvation. I, I have a gift for, for somebody here. I, I think I wanna give this to Ray. So Ray, stand up, Ray. This is Ray, everybody say hi to Ray. So when you hear about the salvation of Jesus, the message of Jesus, he offers you a gift. Now, if you want to receive the gifts, what do you need to do? Take it, so Ray, take it. Now, Ray's got the gift, that's great. He received the gift. But what if he just kept it closed in that package and never opened it? Wouldn't that be a shame? Yes, so Ray, open the gift. Yes. Look at that. Oh, cool. It's one of those cool hover things that you can play with. Now that's great. He's opened the gift, right? He's opened the gift, but that's great. He can go, wow, how cool is that? But how, would it be a shame if he just kept it in the package and never played with it? That would be what a shame if that was. Okay, open, open, open. Do you know how to do that? Yes, I do. Okay. I'll help you out. Sometimes we need a guide with our presence. That's why we have pastors. Okay. So it's really cool. It's a kind of a hovercraft. You push the button like this. Ooh. And then you just toss it into the air. How cool is that? And it, 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 it can move. You can push it up. You can push it that way. You can push it that way. We, we could play all day with this, but okay, come back here. Perfect. 
my gift. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Ray. <laughs> Some of you have already caught the correlation. See, many of you have already come to that place where you've received the gift. Actually, you've opened it up. And on Sunday and different times, you tango, wow, how cool that gift is. But we've got to play with it. We've got to enjoy our relationship with God and keep seeking him, just like the wise men. See, seeking connection with Christ Jesus brings on belonging. And I want to say to you, if you have not yet come to that place where you have received the gift, boy, take Christmas would be the greatest opportunity. What a gift you would give to yourself and to God. And I encourage you, if you don't yet know how, we've created these great packets. They're available. Our ushers will have them at the end of our gathering today. If you're online, email me and I'll get you one. And uh, my email's on the website. But uh, we would love for you to pick one of this. Inside there, there's some books and some material. There's a letter written how you can receive and open up and play with that gift, enjoy that gift of God with you. So I encourage you to take that. Well, the next truth about belonging found in Jesus is Jesus is troubling to some. Look at verses three to eight here. You, uh, Steve read the story. When Herod heard this, verse three, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. It was troubling. He brought the, the, the church leaders together and said, okay, tell me, what do we know about this king of the Jews, this Messiah? And they began to say, oh yeah, we know about him. He's gonna be born in Bethlehem. Wait, you guys knew about this? Yeah, he's born in Bethlehem. Verse seven, Herod subbed the wise men secretly and ascertained from them the time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go, I'll search diligently for the child. And when you've found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. You can almost feel the sleaziness in Herod. See, Herod, uh, as history reveals, was a complicated person. He was a mover and a shaker. He built his kingdom. He built Masada, the the fortress that li- up above the Dead Sea. Some of you who have visited, visited Israel, you've visited that. I know I have, Christy and I, my wife and I have visited that fortress above the Dead Sea. You can visit it today. It's still there. He, he built the port city of Caesarea with planned streets and underground sewage systems and an aqueduct and Roman temple and an amphitheater. In Jerusalem, he built a, a wonderful city with huge walls, a palace, a fortress, a theater, a stadium, an amphitheater, and he rebuilt the Jewish temple. And some have said it was even more extravagant than Solomon's project. And Solomon built the temple originally. Many people became wealthy under Herod's rule, (laughs) but he was insanely jealous, murdering his wife, his kids, and anyone who he saw as a threat to his rule, his power, or his ego. So no wonder he was troubled at the announcement of these wise, powerful kingmakers who were looking for the king of the Jews. Yes, Herod was troubled because he was the self-proclaimed king of the Jews with the Roman army backing him. But the statement also troubled all of Jerusalem, meaning Herod's loyal leaders, those who had gained from his building projects, but also the religious leaders Why were they not excited or ecstatic about the prophesied king, Messiah, that maybe he had arrived? This could be pointing to the wrong turn the religious leaders had taken. 
they had redesigned faith their way, not God's way. See, they knew that Christ, the Messiah, would be born in Bethlehem. So, so why were they not looking? Why were they not waiting? We do know about 30 years later, after this occurrence, when the adult Jesus confronted these religious leaders, that they had lost sight of their mission and their purpose and become, and become, and they had become self-focused and fear-driven and power-seeking. If you want to read about that, read Matthew chapter 23. So maybe they were troubled because they were not attentive to the signs of God or living life God's way. How would you react to Jesus as being king or boss or most influential voice in life? Is that thought troubling? The reality of Jesus and his way of life is disturbing to those who don't want the king or come under his rule. But yet these, these kingmakers, these wise men, wanted to worship Jesus. Yet those who should have known better or been preparing for his arrival did not. So, so who are we going to be like? Herod and the religious leaders or the wise men who were humbly seeking the one called King of the Jews, Christ, Messiah. For seeking connection with Christ Jesus brings on belonging. Another truth about belonging found in Jesus is miraculous lights lead to Jesus. Look at verses nine and 10. After listening to the king, Herod, they went on their way and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to, the re to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced, with exceeding, they rejoiced ex exceedingly with great joy. So, so, so what about this star? How did it get these wise guys to, to make this great journey and find Jesus? How did it rest over Jesus's house? And just a note here, uh, unlike the manger scenes or the nativity figurines or movies about the birth of Jesus, the wise men came about two years after Jesus' birth. And we don't know if they were just three. Now, there were three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, but we're not sure how many. But, but we're certain it was a caravan of all kinds of people, servants and attendants to make the journey from the east. But, but there are a lot of mysterious happenings in the Bible. And, and it's fun to speculate. Some have called this star a comet or a planet or a bright star or some atmospheric phenomenon like the Aurora Borealis. But whatever, it had a purpose. It was a miraculous sign that drew attention. Light does that. You, you guys were given a, a finger light, right? When you came in? If you, if you were online, I'm sorry, we can't press it through the internet, but it's a, it's a light. Yeah, take that out, have it in your hand for a minute. Uh, but the lights are great. You know, they help us find things. You know, if you dig it in your, uh, under your seat or in your purse or whatever, they help you find things. They illuminate things. Uh, this bright star miraculously drew attention to Jesus. Matthew 2, 2, whereas he was born king of the Jews, the wise men said, for we saw his star when it rose and it came, we came to worship now, did you realize that this phenomenon happens today? Amazing lights all over the world point people to Jesus. Turn your light on and put it on your face.
Let me read Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand. It gives light to the whole house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your God, to your Father who is in heaven. See, each of us who've made that decision of faith in Jesus are a light. How could we be a light that draws attention to Jesus? How could we be a light that influences people to seek Jesus? Well, the, the, the scripture in Matthew 5, make it plain, good works. Good, good works help. They, they, they point people to Jesus. You can, as Victor was talking about, you can invite friends to Christmas Eve. You can pray. You can find ways to do good in our community. One way that we've created here is to come and create one of these care packs. Uh, in the lobby, after each gathering, this first one and the second one, We'll be creating these, but these are great to have around and have available, but our hope is that you would take many, five, six, 10 with you. And then as you're driving out to, to, uh, and, and then in and among our city to be that light and hand one out. Give one to somebody in need. There are plenty. There are all over the place. People are in desperate need. And in this, there's great help to, to encourage them to all the, the support systems that are in Orange County. There's some good things and helpful things in there. You can be a light in that way. These good works draw us and others closer to connect with Jesus. And seeking connection with Christ, Jesus brings on belonging. See, our world needs what Jesus brings. People need to know. And our good works our lights drawing attention to Jesus. One last truth about belonging found in Jesus. It is Jesus is worthy of worship by all. Verse 11 of Matthew 2. The stars over the house and going in to the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and they worshiped him and opened their treasures, and they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. These kingmakers rarely bowed to anyone. When they walked into town, people dropped to their feet before them because of their, their, their awesomeness, their, their renown. They were regal. There was an air of importance and they were powerful. And yet, they saw something in Jesus, even as a baby, that drove them, it says, to fall down and worship him. Maybe it was a scripture of Isaiah 9, 6 and 7 says, for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and he will be called wonderful counselor. Because you see, Jesus knows. He knows the struggles that you go through even today. He knows what you're facing and, and he, he hurts with you, he feels with you, and he understands you. You are seen by him. You're not invisible. You're not abandoned. 
You're not left alone. The God of heaven knows and sees you. He is that wonderful counselor that can give you exactly what you need to take that next step when it seems so impossible. He is that amazing, wonderful counselor worthy of our worship. He is mighty God, the one who holds it all together. He created what we see and holds it together. He is the everlasting father and he is the prince of peace. In him, there is not only peace with God because that distance is closed by him, but there is a peace from God that surpasses understanding when we embrace and when we worship him. Oh, there is more. And if wise men adore Jesus, so should we. He is all the Bible proclaims. King, Lord, creator, high, sovereign, holy God of everything. And we should worship him with song and allegiance and adoration and obedience. And in there, that is that home style belonging for seeking connection with Christ Jesus brings on belonging. We live in a world that pushes people into isolation and being disconnected. And Jesus came to connect and to provide belonging for Jesus is Messiah King. Yes, Jesus is troubling to some, but miraculous lights lead to Jesus and Jesus is so worthy of worship by all. Yes, seeking connection with Christ Jesus brings on belonging. There is hope in him. Let's continue to seek Jesus, to open up that gift and to enjoy and to play with the reality that we are children of God to continue to seek Jesus like the wise men. For in that, there is tremendous hope. Will you pray with me? Father God, as we seek you more and more, and especially at this Christmas season, God, help us to, yes, experience you, but just to enjoy that incredible relationship with you to take in the reality that you, squeezing yourself into the tiniest of a human being, came to live among us, to show us how to relate to you and to teach us about you, and yet, Lord, to take that step to go to the cross, to sacrifice yourself so that we might have the ability to be connected and belong, be part of your forever family. God, encourage us in that. May we find our hope in you, wonderful counselor, Mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Oh, we worship you this morning and are so thankful for the gift that Christmas is. And we adore you and worship you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.